The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Turning our attention to the NFL draft, which, by the way, the combine is what one week away, two weeks away. It's the last week of February, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Shefty said he was leaving in like ten days or something yesterday. So not next week, but the following. Yeah, the twenty sixth is when it starts. February 26th, and it runs for that entire week. God, um, could you imagine if they had two first-round picks? If Rodgers actually played? Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty lost. Eh, they got two seconds, though. Yeah. You know, it's not nothing. I mean, again, they've got, they've got a lot of draft capital, and I am really curious to see what Goody does, because he has not been shy about trading up. And given the amount of young talent that you still have under contract, I can't imagine there are a ton of roster spots even that are up for grabs. So you don't need to have your full complement of mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12 draft picks. I think you can get aggressive if there's a guy that you really like that's on the board, try to get creative in packaging some of those picks and going and getting You think player. that's what he's going to do? You think he's going to combine a bunch of them and go make a trade? Not necessarily in the first round, but you know whether it's trading up the way he did for Christian Watson. A couple of years ago, really liked Watson, packaged some picks together, moved up a little bit to go get him. So I, I'm not saying, oh, they're going to move up into the teens, but I think he could be aggressive in the second round as well, like those first two rounds. I think they could also be in a trade for a veteran. Like this team clearly could get a lot of help through that. And we've seen that happen a lot more in recent drafts where someone is available that we don't really hear about and you trade some picks to get there for the guy. I think both of those options really play into factor. So when we talked with Jason Wildey earlier this morning, he says he is pro best player available. And that has for a very long time been the direction that the Packers have gone, certainly under Ted Thompson. That was his number one with a bullet. Wink, wink, (laughs) wink, wink. You think there were times where he was not best player available? He drafted for need? Well, best player available sounds good, right? But they have a bunch of players who are all kind of in the same area, right? Yeah. Like... So it's it's crazy. The years where they need an outside pass rusher, the best player available happened to be a pass rusher. Oh, they're looking for a cornerback? Oh, man. Can you imagine their luck again? Best player available is a quarterback. I, I would upgrade. So you don't have to upgrade quarterback. You need a backup running back. You don't have to upgrade receiver. You don't have to upgrade tight end. You have to upgrade offensive line. You could use a three technique. Another linebacker, corners. So there are places to upgrade. That's oh, why that's why I would say don't trade up. You got what, three three in the top hundred? Five, five. I think. Five in the top hundred. Yeah. So upgrade. Upgrade those positions. That's what I would do. Best player available is Unless it's garbage. I guess I just keep going back to if we believe we know the direction that Halfley is going to take this defense and we know that he needs, we know that they need, looking just at the depth chart, more bodies, more talent at the defensive back spot, how much capital should you put towards that spot specifically, whether it's safety or cornerback, Chew? The only thing I'd be taking offensively is a offensive lineman. That's it. Everything else, Everything else to the defense. So I would use, unless you can steal a running back that's Aaron Jones light, 
then use one of those in the top hundred. But everyone, if you can't, then everyone else just go to the defense. Yeah. Right. The one thing I am going to probably, when I do a deeper dive into the draft, try to keep an eye on. I want kind of like when they drafted MVS, who had all that speed in the fifth round. Another guy like that who's just sitting there doesn't need to be active, but in case you, you know, have some more issues with Christian Watson yeah. and his hamstring, I think it'd be mm-hmm. nice to have that burner that can just run some nine routes and clear out some space. I think that's something that they maybe look at for depth. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, running back depth, but that's not... I mean, maybe one of those top 100, with well, those five and top 100 ends up being a running back. Maybe. But yeah, mostly defense. So do me a favor, Gabe, really quickly. Power rank those needs. Because to me, it feels like the needs are... I know we have talked about offensive line players as well. We don't know what the future is with David Bakhtiari. Um, and they certainly like having depth at that position. So are you going... Uh, cornerback safety-ish combo up top. That's number one. And then offensive lineman? Or hold on, because you can get a decent like long-term offensive lineman in the third round or later, which they have done many times and had success with. Yeah, I think think there's always more offensive linemen you can find. If there's an athletic linebacker, Especially because uh-huh. you're playing and now more that's off getting the back. thrown in the mix. I hadn't seen that really, but yes, yeah. is because that a halfway thing? Well, because well, no, because you need more of those off ball linebackers. Because before you had outside linebackers and inside linebackers, and usually you're only keeping one of those inside linebackers on the field. And assuming that we're you know only really going in with McDuffie and Quay Walker because you're going to walk away from Campbell, but you need mm-hmm. a third linebacker. You need that third starting linebacker. You just need more bodies there as well. And as much as we like McDuffie. I wouldn't mind trying to upgrade on that athleticism if he can. And just, you know, if, if McDuffie beats out a guy, he beats out a guy. But I want a lot of competition at that spot. Well, yeah, they need three of them. Yep. And right now they really only have two because we all expect Devondre Campbell to be on the move. I think it's safety, off-ball linebacker, and then you fill in the gaps after that with offensive I, line and running I back. think corner is still way up there. I don't think they go corner. I don't. Well, I think yeah. I think they feel good about Carrington and. Jair. Well, it depends well, what but, they're going to do with Preston what, Smith well, too. But okay, so you have two. Yeah, yeah, and you bring back Keyshawn. Nixon. Well, Keyshawn's Keyshawn's a free agent. I don't know how they feel about him. I don't know how Halfley feels about him. Yeah. Obviously, you can't count on Stokes at this point. Like, there's no depth behind them after those two. I don't think they're giving up on Stokes. I think well, he's, cl- they're I think, clearly. Well, they have to. They they're have clearly to decide not giving up on the option. They do have to decide on a fifth year option, mm-hmm. which I I don't think you can give him. No. Which so, is going to... But also, you don't know if you can count on him to play. No, I know. So you've got two that you know you can count on to play. Corner, Corner's a bigger issue, I think, than you think, Josh. You know yeah. the best thing to do with Stokes, though? <laughs> is don't give him the option. Because it's going to piss him off. Yeah. He knows he's in a contract year. So he's going to play and hopefully play well. And then you can make a decision whether you want him back the following year. Preston Smith's another question mark. Because is he going to garner interest from anyone else? Well, I mean, and then who's the guy that got hurt in in Angabare? Angabare. So, I mean, I'm not counting it much from him. He tore his ACL late, late in, the year. in the year. I also think he might be a casualty eventually, just of the change in defense. Yeah, he's a little more undersized yeah. to play defensive end. Yeah. So there's, I mean, and then you got to start. I mean, you hate to think about it, but so what, Chew, what injury making, would be are devastating? Are you making a case for a defensive for them to go defensive line? Yeah, because I would say uh, in today's NFL, I would say D-line and corner go hand-in-hand now. 
I mean, if you lose Ness or or um, who's the guy from Michigan? Gary. 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 And it's Van Ness, I believe. Van Ness. I just call him Elliot. It's fine. It's fine. You know? You, you need some. You need, you need well, four guys at that position it because it's changed now. It's no longer a three five, a three four. It's a four three. Depends upon how you feel about. Isn't it a four two? Yeah, uh, your base is yeah. essentially a four yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> but it also depends upon how you feel in terms of defensive line. How do you feel about Devontae Wyatt? Give him one more year. You know, so it depends upon how Halfley feels about Wyatt. Where does Carl Brooks fit into this? Because he's somebody who played well at times last year. So you have a little bit of depth, I think, along the defensive line, but it all comes down to, okay, can Devontae Wyatt be consistent enough where you're feeling good enough about him being yeah. one of your starters? Joshy, what's more important, linebacker, the uh, inside linebacker that you were talking about, or now a lineman as Chewy, the case that Chewy is making? I think it's off-ball linebacker. I think we've seen a big transition. I think you can pretty easily tell yourself a story that the guys they have there aren't good enough. Like, we don't know enough about Quay Walker, so adding to him is going to be in, imperative. I think they're better at defensive end than people are giving them credit for. I think both Rashawn Gary and LVN might excel and even be better in those spots. But the defensive line interior guys haven't grown depth. It's been Kenny Clark and whoever for as long as I can remember at this point. In a perfect world, that weak side linebacker who's normally a runner can kind of be your nickel guy. You know what I'm saying? You Wait, don't say have that again to, for me? You don't in a have perfect to, world, what? That weak side linebacker who's your cleanup guy, your runner, who's fast, can cover as well, too. So you don't have to bring nickel in. You see what I'm saying? They're going to be in nickel. But they can't be because they suck. Well, not if they add talent. Well, the safeties are a liability. Yeah. I mean, we saw that against San Francisco with uh, Savage. I mean, that's all you need to look. I guarantee Halfley's going to go, hmm, okay, came up into the box. Eh, McCaffrey worked them, and then he's going to go, ooh, okay, we got him covering Kittle. Ooh, he worked them. He can't play for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to look at. That's it. Right, but you know? again, the whole point is I believe they're going to upgrade at that position. I don't think they're going to ignore safety. But I think they're going to have to trade in order to upgrade. Because of, again, what Pete Thamel told Pete us Pete Thamel the said there's We're no... We're really sitting on that Thamel point <laughs> Yeah, safety being the... The weak to spot. Give it, to give it further context, Dane Brugler, who is uh, very known Ooh. in the NFL world, he's been offered scouting jobs and jobs in the NFL and turned them down. He's got two safeties in the top 70. So uh, if you're planning to make remake your defense with a guy who two guys there, it's not great. What so if what the Packers you're saying is Thamel, Thamel wasn't that far off is what you're saying. Right, if correct. You're using this guy it's as... not just Thamel saying at this point. Everyone's looking around going, we don't have, there's not much here. So then again, do you have to go out and you have to get a free agent? Do you have to trade for somebody? Because well, you guys said you'd have to trade for Buda Baker, right? You'd have to trade for Buda because he has one more co- year left on his contract. And if you go to Pro Football Focus and they've got an early kind of top 50 free agent thing, uh, I believe the top three safeties they have on there, they're projecting those three safeties would get franchise tags yeah, by their respective, respective teams. teams. Safeties mm-hmm. in that spot where there's not a lot of good ones, so people don't really let them go. Because it's really hard to find even competent play there at this point. Yeah. So yeah, and then you're falling into... <sighs> Especially from the standpoint, I somehow feel de- yeah. more depressed about safety. No, right because Halfley said he likes to play single safety high, which means your other your other safety has to be involved in coverage. Yep. 
Uh, do you feel comfortable with any of those guys in coverage? No. I don't feel comfortable with any of the safeties they have on the roster, period. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, let's not overthink this shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel good about any of them doing anything. Yeah. I mean, so, again, like Jonathan Owens is fine, but I feel like you can find a lot of Jonathan Owenses. But can you all find a Simone Biles? No, you cannot. That's true. That <laughs> is 100% true. Certainly keeps, uh, makes him a little more valuable to the fan base, doesn't it? All right, we got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I do think it is interesting trying to figure out the draft order or the priorities for these draft spots. Safety is going to be tough. Cornerback is out there. Joshie is making a case for the linebacker position. Chewy is making a case for the defensive line position. Yes, I'm curious what you think is the biggest priority for the Packers in the upcoming draft. 800-990-3776. Gabe? Golf lovers, listen up. Amazing opportunity. Really excited for a trip that we have put together with On the Tee, our golf show that is coming back in about six weeks or so. Because On the Tee is heading to Scotland with our friends at Wisconsin Golf Trips. Yes, Scotland. You can join myself, Stephen Watson, as we head overseas to some incredible historic courses. We're going to be playing places like Dumbarney Lakes, Carnoustie, Kings Barnes, the Castle Course, the Jubilee Course. A lot of fun is going to be had over there, and it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip. So if you're looking for more information, I can tell you that the package includes green fees, lodging, transportation, and more. A limited amount of spots are available. So sign up now, and sign-ups are available. Just takes a $1,000 down payment to secure your spot. For more information on the trip and a link for paying, all you have to do is text GOLF, G-O-L-F, right now to our talking text line at 800-990-3776. Learn more about our trip to Scotland in October by texting GOLF to 800-990-3776. Hope to see you out there. The Top 8 at 8. Name something that follows the word pork. You pie. One category. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The The top eight answers. The first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, Turkey. (laughs) The top eight at eight. Food often stuffed. Turkey. (laughs) The top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Name Popeye's favorite food. The top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Gabe, what do we got for top eight at eight today? We are looking at a list. Eight things in front of me. Jen and Chew guess back and forth. Once they each get one incorrect, we open it up to you, the fan. At 800-990-3776, whoever gets the last one on the list wins a prize pack courtesy of ESPN Milwaukee. NBA All-Star Game. Coming up this weekend in Indianapolis, Bucks are going to be well represented. Both Malik Beasley, Damian Lillard participating in the three-point contest, and then Dame and Giannis are starters for the East on Sunday. You can listen to those festivities right here on 94.5 ESPN. Eight players have represented the Bucks three times or more in the All-Star game. Who are these eight players? Who? This is eight all-time? Eight players all time have represented the Bucks three or more times in the NBA All Star Game. Name those players. You want the easy one? I sure do. Take it. Giannis, eight-time All Star, that is most in franchise history. Christopher is a three-time All Star. Now it feels like to me we're going to have to go back, back, back after this. I think there's more closer than you'd think. Really? Because well, when I say closer, I mean like 20 years. My brain immediately goes to Ray Allen. Ah, I was gonna take that. Ray Allen is a three-time All-Star. 
Um, hold on. I guess. I don't know. Big Dog. Two? Big Dog was a two-time All-Star. <sighs> that's what I thought. Okay. Again, that's what I'm saying. We got to go back, back, back in time. Not here. Why are you shaking your head back? And I was asking him a question. Josh, oh, asked I was me, like, yes. there's no way it's anybody recent, right? Again, we're not tag teaming, but like, let's work. Let's work this out together. So Priyanas? I think yes, for sure Priyanas. I think you got to go with just the greats, the best. Even when they were terrible, because I was going to go to him. I'll go to I'll go with Marcus Johnson. Marcus is a four-time All Star. Yes. Oh, I thought See that was I mean? too far we gotta back. Go be- no, I think you got to go. Hey, can you tell us where they are on the list? Uh, Marcus is a four-time All Star. Oh, well, it doesn't no. show based on like time. It's no, I, I know. Order. I did it by I I did this by how many times they were an All Star. So Giannis has been the most. Obviously. Giannis was number one on the list because he's an eight-time All Star. Marcus is a four-time All-Star. Okay. Chris and Ray, three-time All-Stars. I think you got to go greats. Bucks, okay. greats. If their name is hanging in the in Pfizer Forum. Okay. Stay you, in that era. I'm out. Oh, dang it. I thought he could help <laughs> me with that. Um, Kareem? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why what we're doing here. You guys are well, I'm I thought it was too Every far time, back. I thought it was too far back. <laughs> Every time we do a list and you guys don't get Kareem, like, say Giannis, say Kareem, Kareem. And then we got Kareem. Yes, just the rest got of the, the way. other ones. Yeah, but every also. time we. Dr. F- Naismith. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kareem's as far back as you can go. Yeah, I, I know. That's as far if back as you can go Kareem. with the franchise. Yeah, go uh, that, 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 that era. Do you have a name for me, or you just want to just dot, dot, dot your I way through this? I think that's illegal. How about Sydney Monk? There you go. Oh, Five-time All-Star. Yes. I really appreciated your moral support on <laughs> Five-time All-Star. You just need two more. Can you you guys have gotten six. Can you reset the list Giannis is an eight-time. Kareem, six-time. Sydney five-time. Marcus is a four-time All-Star. Then Ray and Chris are both three-time All-Stars. God, two more left on the list. i to pull any other ones. I got one. I don't think you do. You want to let him back in with a mulligan? No, no. We're, too, we're too far along yeah, in the okay. game. Where's my pen? You gonna write it on a plate? I'll read it on the cheese. I, think, I was about to say, I think my they got rid of the plates. My guy's from Pine River. Um, now I forgot. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm out. What? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, I'm out. I, I, I just don't think I can think of another one. 800-990-3776. Jen is giving up without a guess. I don't have another guess. That's, so you're giving up without yeah. a guess. Quitter. Correct. Ooh. <laughs> it's correct. It's nobody on the current roster. <laughs> no, I mean, again, I'm just trying to go Thanasis, try that. <laughs> no. I mean, I know that Drew was named to the All-Star team, but he obviously was only one time with the yes. Um... Ray Allen, you guessed Big Dog. That was wrong. Yes. Oh, Michael Red. I don't. Yeah, think that's where was I was going. Multiple. Bad team, good player. I don't know. Throw it out there. Michael Red. There's my guess. One time All Star. Yeah. Mm. See. Uh, okay. So now but, we're. But, but you didn't quit. You feel better about not but quitting, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it was wrong. Like so, doesn't make me feel that much better. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Looking for folks to play top eight at eight. Gabe, reset the list and give us the category. <laughs> In NBA All-Star Game history, 
Eight bucks have represented eight times have uh, a buck been represented three times in the NBA All Star game. We're looking for those eight players: Giannis, eight time All Star number one; Kareem, six time All Star number two; Sidney Moncrief at five time All Star is number three; Marcus is number four, being an All Star four times; and then four players have been an All Star three times for the Bucks. Ray Allen and Chris Middleton are two of those four. We just need the other two to close out the list. All right, our first caller on the line is a favorite. It is Chef Ed. Good morning, Chef Ed. You ready to? play top eight at eight yeah i'm good to go guys what do we got chef okay uh, how about bobby d bobby dandridge bobby dandridge uh-huh. is a three-time okay. all-star leaving us just one more on the list and i'll go with vin baker vin baker one of my favorite all-time nice. bucks three-time all-star that will close out the list joshie when chef ed called in did you know he would know the answers because as soon as i saw his name flash across the board i was like it's donezo yeah i mean i looked up the list and it was the bob dandridge i think whenever you say kareem and sydney when it's like bucks all-time stuff you just yeah. say his name too those just go hand in hand the vin baker one a little you forget about Vin yeah, Baker. Yeah, he gets kind of lost. Who's the guy that's part of Chili's? Um, oh no, I'm blanking on who that is. Uh, that that that. Wait, da. it's a former Buck that yeah bought, yeah. bought up a bunch of Chili's. He's got a bunch of restaurants. I'll he's like he's bought into. Uh, why am I blanking? Ah, uh, he see his jersey at the Chili's in Waukesha. Blanking. Bridgman? Yeah, Junior, Junior Bridgman. Bridgman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually owned over 100 various Wendy's and Chili's restaurants yeah. before mm. selling in 2016. Nice. Seems like a pretty good investment. That's a good list. There was a stretch there where I would enjoy a Wendy's or a Chili's once a week when I was at work. Good little eats there. Couldn't tell you the last time I was at a Wendy's or a Chili's. Uh, Wendy's Chili and a Frosty. Mm. Wait, <laughs> Wendy's what Chili the? and a Frosty. Yes. We were talking about Wendy's and Chili's, but you just... Wendy's chili is the best. Is it really? Oh, it's really good. From what I remember, again, it's been... Or you get the fries, Jen, and you dunk the fries. Oh, the fries. Chili. Fries and the Frosties. It's the Frosties where the fries go. Yeah, fries and the the Frosties But Wendy's fries are the best of any fast food restaurant. Sorry. Doesn't need a discussion. Hands down, the best. What's the best? I mean, I mean they're not even top no. five. No, Mickey D's Mi- gets so bad no. so fast. Yeah, I mean, Culver's, 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 get bad. Culver's Crinkles. What do they call those crinkles? Crinkle cut. Those aren't bad. But what? Wendy's, man. I mean, all the fast food fries get bad fast. Yeah. It's just kind of how it goes. I don't know. The waffle fry at Chick-fil-A. No, too much, bur- too much potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much potato. We'll take a smaller bite. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. His mouth is huge. Feels like you can control the potato and, ratio. And I don't like the skin on my potato. And I know that sounds the Chick-fil-A funny, ones. But I don't I don't like But it, I mean the Chick-fil-A waffle fry does have the skin on the potato. It's yeah. even funnier when you think about what we what we call the potato. What potato. Yeah. It's even funnier when you realize what I wasn't is. going in that direction, but that's funny. <laughs> even funnier. All right, well, you gotta be a real you gotta be a real Jed Game and Chewy insider to, to get, get that, that joke. That's, that's, that's a deep cut. But this is not Bucks fans, because right now it's your chance to be there for the premiere of the new Giannis documentary, Giannis, the Marvelous Journey. You can watch Giannis's growth from the streets of Greece with his family to superstardom right here in Milwaukee. 
Milwaukee because right now we're giving away a pair of tickets to the premiere at Marcus Movie Tavern in Brookfield on Monday night. Watch the film, meet some of your favorite Good Karma Brands Milwaukee hosts, and get Bucks swag. Your chance to see Giannis. The marvelous journey in Brookfield on Monday happens right now. Caller 4, caller 4, 800-990-3776 will win a pair of tickets to the new documentary Monday in Brookfield. Again, caller 4, 800-990-3776. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. The other side of the world, and I'll uh, let you know if I want to come back and coach your little game. He's Ian Peterman. Ian Rappaport <laughs> tweeting yesterday, and I thought this was interesting. The Broncos, the last two weeks. <laughs> you guys done? I got more. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Makes me happy, my wife being happy. That's why I go to the jewelry center. Let's be honest, most guys do not have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones. Got engaged and got the wedding bands and the engagement ring from the jewelry center for his wedding last year. They also do in-house repairs for watches and other fine jewelry like my championship ring when it needs work. I know where I'll be taking it to the Jewelry Center. They have three locations to stop into Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can just text me a picture of what she wants, and the Jewelry Center can custom create any piece from just a photo. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington, and online at shoptjc.com. about this Niners on Niners crime? You guys hear the story, and, nope. and it took a whole nother, whole nother layer, by the way. I just read that Jalen, Jalen, why can I not remember the name? Jonathan? No, yes, also involved. Jalen uh, Carter. Yes. I, I was just going to say the next layer of it was Jalen Carter getting involved, but before we get to that. So there was, uh, obviously the Niners lost the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. But Feliciano is the name of the player that we are talking about now. John Feliciano I guess there was some inquiry from some Niners fans about what happened on a certain play, and Feliciano made mention that it was somebody's fault for a certain play, right? And he says, a quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him, block him. Basically throwing one of his teammates under the bus. Now, for context, he was saying that it wasn't someone else's fault, right? The Twitter mm-hmm. user had basically been like, that's so, so-and-so's fault, and Feliciano was like, actually, no, Without naming names, this is what was supposed to happen on that play. Well, the guy he was referencing was obviously another one of his teammates, Spencer Burford, who woke up and saw the tweet and was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. (laughs) So apparently, Joshy, correct me if I'm wrong, Feliciano, I wouldn't say defended, but explained away the tweet blaming his teammate with a hangover? He said he was hungover? Yeah, he said he was hungover and being a bleep. Uh, that was his reason uh, on why he threw his... among us, but anyway. <laughs> I was to say, I have been both hungover and a bleep before, but I have never thrown anyone under the bus in the process. I mean, but in fairness, I mean, Feliciano, again, here's the whole tweet. I'm sorry, bro. Woke up hungover and being a bleep. And trying to have one's back, I hurt you. It's effed up, and I apologize. You got nothing but greatness in the head of you. I'm sorry, bro. Handled it well. Uh, is that Okay. No, no. I mean, no. I mean, he didn't back up no over world. him. He drove over him, but he didn't back up. <laughs> yeah, he didn't back up. Congratulations! And he got out of the bus to see if he was all right. <laughs> it, it even oh, you're like, good. It, it yeah. even yeah. like we'll see you. T- took him to the hospital, baby. Even drove him to the hospital. Um, 
So is a hangover ever an excuse for being a jag bag? (laughs) Not a hangover being absolutely smashed when you don't know who you are. That might be more of an excuse than the hangover. Uh, aren't Aren't they the same? One's just the night of and the next is the morning of or the morning after rather. I mean, being hungover, you don't have to drag people down with you. No. little self-awareness. I mean, you're basically hungover. Would you be okay with it, though, if you were the guy that got thrown under the bus? You'd be like, bro, I get it. Don't worry about it. I guess it depends, huh? Or would you come out if you were the guy um, that missed the block, say, he's right, but he's a jag? I know. I mean, I think you just have to accept the apology at this point. You got to end the drama on social media. So then I want to take it to the next level because I think we're all in agreement that he shouldn't have said it initially and that it's a little sus to use a hangover as your excuse for being a jerk, right? So then the next layer of it is that Jalen Carter, who, by the way, all sorts of red flags when he was coming out of Georgia, right? People were like, oh, he's really, really good, so he'll probably get a gig. And that was true. He did obviously uh, get, get drafted and signed by the Eagles. So Jalen Carter comes in and says, I remember this guy, Feliciano, and tells a story about how Feliciano trash-talked him, referencing the accident that Jalen Carter was in at Uh. Georgia where he was driving, right? It was like they were racing, and killed one of his teammates. That feels out of bounds also. Yeah, that's out of bounds. (laughs) Yeah, that's out of bounds. I also don't know how to take this because Feliciano, who now... Has character questions based on throwing teammates under the bus. Said that th- that Carter said something about killing his family and kids. Correct. Uh, so that was the next layer I was doing? going to get to. So then apparently Carter. <laughs> is this what happens on an NFL field? No, because when I played, there was a line. It's wives, mothers, kids, uh, family, out of bounds. Which okay. means everything else. Yeah, manslaughter also feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Probably. that's understood, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who's been in these trash talk situations. It sounds like there's an unwritten rule of things you don't talk about. So Feliciano was out of line to reference with Jalen Carter, right. the teammate being killed in the car accident? No, that's horrible. You shouldn't do that. But is it okay for John Randall to come at Adam Timberman and ask to date his sister? Well, that's just from the Sandlot. Yeah. Is, is that, that okay? Is that I mean, your sister over there? Yeah, that's that seems like it's. I mean, it's not specific, right? Like yes. it's not. He's not listing specific details about Timmerman's sister, but he's just trying to get in his head by going. Yes. Hey, what's your See, sister? When up I to play, there wasn't a lot of trash talking. There really wasn't because the rule of thumb was if you trash talk, you suck. You know. Okay. And I I lost my mind one time, and I actually apologized to Merton Hanks in in McDonald, the safeties of San Francisco, because I thought they said something to me, and I snapped back at them. And then they started going, "Hey, Chimers, Chewie's talking trash here." And I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I like you guys." <laughs> And I actually apologized for got, talking trash. You got called out for talking trash yes, and you apologized? I did. I did. Because I thought they said something about me, but they were just talking about a coverage or son. And I apologize. I'm like, sorry. It's- Can you say what you said? I, I don't even remember what I said. It was nothing egregious. Well, I mean, if you're going after Merton Hanks, like the obvious thing to attack would be the San Francisco. Because that dude's neck was unbelievably long. God, not a lot of guys, but it was funny, trash. like uh, Charles Haley. Okay. Hilarious. His trash talking was funny. John Randall, hilarious. You have notoriously thick skin. 
Do you think that you are representative of most NFL players or they're a little softer? Um, I think there's a lot more trash talking and they're a little softer. I don't know what we would have done with Twitter back in the day. Bet it wouldn't have gone well. Yeah, because we were hung over a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe you wouldn't have been. Maybe the existence of social media would have kept you guys from partying the way you Ah, uh, no. Yes. Also, your body is a temple. You're the, my body is It is, is now. <laughs> exactly, because you have all the information. Yes. Then you didn't have the information. Also, I mean, your body's you different at 25 than it is, you know, Brett processing through. four beer drunk. Four beers in, he is smashed. How many were you? 43. What? You're like Andre the Giant. Yeah, we used to, I got uh, dehydrated a lot. <laughs> and I had Frank as a friend, which was not a what good. What color was your urine? <laughs> Brown? Well, it depends. Friday was fine. Monday. <laughs> but Frank was like, hey, schmack, schmack. I don't know what the hell you take all those supplements for. Beer and pizza is fine for me, which is true. Oh, yeah, he's an offensive lineman. And the thing about Frank? Yeah. Never got hurt. <laughs> Played like 17 years in the league Never or something. Never got hurt. 16, 17 years, yeah. something like so that. So maybe there is something to beer and pizza. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's something to it. I just Did don't it? know if it's exactly what you're hoping It's delicious is, is what it is. Chad Johnson claimed that McDonald's and stuff like solidified his insides and prevented him from injury as well. Can I be honest? I think it just depends on the person, right? I think yeah. it goes yeah. back to like cell regeneration and how quickly your cells turn over and how quickly you heal from minor injuries that for some other people turn into major injuries or just linger longer. It's why people are so concerned about Christian Watson. All the talent in the world could be a huge asset to the offense. Got to stay on the field. And hamstrings, yeah. as you well know, Gabe, are just pesky. Yeah. Once you do it once, it's just kind of always I don't know what they're going to do in that situation. I don't think they can do anything. I don't know if it's genetic. That's what I I think it is. I'm saying I think that when guys are chronically injured, it's more of like their genetic makeup than anything else. Can you point to other things? Yes. Yes. But for the most part, it's just like, hey, these are the cards you were dealt, man. Well, I mean, as as, the doctor on the panel here, Chu. Yeah. What's going to seeing a specialist? Because it seemed like he was doing, he spent, what, $10,000 last year trying to like see his own specialist, and now they're sending him over to Madison and UW to talk to the I specialists have... there about soft tissue injuries and yeah. things like that. Like, I, I don't know I don't know what, what gonna this do. is going to do. I mean, diet, I'm sure this, the Packer training staff and strength and conditioning coordinators have attacked, act, uh, attacked diet. They've attacked workout. I mean, because when we had suspect hamstring injuries, you know, you know what hyperextensions are, right? You do a ton of hyperextensions until yeah. you're blue in the face. I don't know how much technology changed, Explain but I hyper- always had hyperextensions to people. It's like don't. a half moon uh, bar with handles. You put your ankles in a, a brace behind you, and you drop down, and you raise yourself up. Okay, so you're here, there, mm-hmm. and that strengthens... I don't know what else. I've never heard of hamstring on a hand. Uh, I've never heard of surgery on a hamstring that hasn't torn off the bone. Let me yeah. ask you this, too. As we're talking about Christian Watson, I don't even know exactly how we landed here, but I'm fine with it. Uh, should they have traded Watson for Taylor? For Jonathan uh, Taylor? When that was talked about mid-season last year? Hindsight being twenty twenty, with how many games he played, I just do not see the hamstring getting better. I think this is his, you know, I had bad Achilles. They had no idea. Why do you have bad Achilles? I don't know. 
Just don't. Put magnets on them, and it took a lot of the pain away. That's why I said, I don't know, last week or a couple weeks ago, I would not be opposed to trading him for a top-rate safety. But the thing is, is now that the information is out there, that they're doing all of these things to try to get the hamstrings better, if you put them on the trade block, I think people are going to know that you did everything you could, and you couldn't figure out a solution, and I feel like that's going to sink his trade value. Yes. Question is, what is that trade value right now? I mean, if he plays, if he plays another nine games or eight games next year, you can't sign him to an extension. Am I right? Yeah, you can't. You can't just because you can't rely on him. And the older you get, the worse the problem is going to become. So I, I don't know what's going to come of this. Next year will be a huge year for him. He knows that. Everybody knows that. Well, but like you said, if Madison. we go through next year. And he plays, like I said, another eight, nine games. He has no trade value. He's got nothing. He's nothing. got Yeah, he's got not much now. You don't think so? You don't think they get a second? No. You don't? I mean, again, because he missed all these I games. Agree. Again, if you're I spending agree. ten grand of your own totally money, agree. that didn't work, and now they're sending you to a different hamstring specialist. Totally agree. Like that's a bunch of red flags. Mm-hmm. Somebody would be taking a risk. Yeah. Let's take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And if you're ready to upgrade the concrete surfaces in your home, let me tell you about Showtime Floors and Floor Shield. It is used by military bases, airports, businesses, and of course, residential homes. And that's why this should matter to you. If you're pulling into your garage and you're seeing cracks or uneven surfaces on your garage floor, it is absolutely time to give my friends at Showtime Floors a call. Here's the thing. The surface is eco-friendly, it's non-toxic, it's UV-stable, which means it probably won't get a lot of sunlight in your garage, but if you want to use it for a patio or another outdoor surface like that, Showtime Floors is also the answer there. Right now, you can enjoy a 15-year warranty, same-day installation, and if you mention ESPN, you'll get free crack repair and 10% off your order. Get more information by visiting their website, ShowtimeFloors.com. That's ShowtimeFloors.com. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. A freaking catapult attached to his right hip. Like, um, I, I just made that up. A catapult. That was good. I kind of liked I it. I was, hey, I was rolling with it, Rob. Like a slingshot? Okay. What are we, let's <laughs> use this out. Like, I'm calling old catapult leg from here on out. <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. You guys remember me talking about being at the State Fair and seeing a sauna display. We've all had those moments walking through an expo center thinking, ooh, kind of would like to have one of those. Well, that's how I was with the sauna, and that's how you guys can be this weekend at the expo center on State Fairgrounds for the Nary Home Show. It runs Friday, February 16th through Sunday the 18th. All of the saunas at Good Health Saunas will be on display. And let me tell you guys. I feel so great using my sauna. I was just telling the guys, did a sauna last night, took a shower afterward, went to bed, slept straight through the night. And I know you're thinking, well, doesn't that happen all the time? No, it doesn't. I'm starting to think that maybe the sauna is having a really good effect on my sleep. My skin looks better. I just feel better. The detoxification benefits alone are huge. So if you're in the market for a good health sauna, go to the Nary Home Show this weekend at State Fair Park, February 16th through the 18th. Tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you do a check-in of the polls guys which position should the packers prioritize early in the nfl draft lots of reaction rolling in but 52 percent of people are saying safety 
Have we just all kind of been got hook, line, and sinker that Halfley obviously wants to look? The league one is a nickel. We've talked about that. Five defensive backs on the field at, 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 at most of the time. So 52% of people are saying safety. They want them to prioritize safety. But when you couple that with the information that both Joshy presented us with and Pete Thamel presented us with, which is the draft is not going to be a great spot for safety, are you basically committing to free agency or trade to obtain that safety you need? Free agency isn't a great place for safeties either. And as Joshy pointed out earlier in the show, teams with good ones... Holding on. Aren't letting go of them. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this thing. Could you convert a cornerback to safety? I was wondering that when we were having the conversation earlier, and then I saw somebody in the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line ask that as well. Worst case scenario, can you convert somebody who has specialized at corner to safety? You typically do that later in their career, like a Rod Woodson or um, even but, even Charles Woodson moved. Didn't he move? To, he moved to safety. He played safety, especially yeah. in the last years that he was in Oakland uh, for but the Raiders. Corner. I mean, corner is more important than safety. Yeah. So you don't want to pull a good corner off of his duty there and move him to safety. Yeah, but those were safeties with good instincts. Yeah, yeah. like the, the only corner I can think of in today, like that's what happened with Micah Hyde. Like Hyde was a corner when he was here, becomes a free agent in Buffalo because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the Packers were willing to move him to safety for whatever reason. Becomes an All Pro safety in Buffalo. Like that doesn't happen all that often. It's usually guys who have really good instincts but don't have that. Got to tackle better too. Quick, quick twitch. Yeah. Um, that you need at corner. Corners typically aren't very good tacklers. Safeties have to be good tacklers in space. In space. Which we don't have. No. There seems to be a body difference, too, isn't there? I yeah, mean, height bigger. wise, they're all about the same, but just from a girth, mm-hmm. stature, right? Corners, Curves. I always think of, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Hefty. They're a little thicker. Is thicker better? Rotund. <laughs> Ro- rebound. <laughs> Robust. <laughs> rebound. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Linebacker is second on the list with 20% of the vote. Cornerback at 16% of the vote. They're jumping as I speak. Defensive line, 12% of the vote. I think it's fascinating. We should definitely dive into this a little bit more in the coming weeks. What would be the best plan at safety, given all the information that we have gathered? Isn't it fascinating that the more things change, the more they stay the same with the Packers? Mm-hmm. Another offseason where we're just talking about the defense. Yeah. What can they do to improve the defense? How do they improve the defense? And It's not like they haven't improved the offense. They did. They just did it covertly, right? They're not devoting a bunch of high draft picks to the offense. A lot of the guys that were out there this year making big plays were not big-time college players again, and we had criticized Goody for even going that direction as often as he has. I wonder if Goody will listen to Halfley. That's, that's a big that's question. That's another thing we have discussed. Because he probably did listen to um, Barry because safeties weren't that important in his defense if you're just going to play too deep, mm-hmm. uh, cover two or cover seven, too deep man under. All they do, oh, they're just center fielders, right? Seems like the safeties are much more important in Halfley's Defense, so I wonder how much I'll listen to him. Hopefully a lot. The other thing we put on the poll this morning, now that the 49ers have fired Steve Wilkes, would you rather have Wilkes than Jeff Halfley as the Packers' defensive coordinator? I kind of like that 75% of the people are confident in Halfley, are believing what the organization has done, and think that Halfley is the guy. There is 25% of the vote saying that Wilkes has experience that Halfley doesn't, and he would be their pick. I like to see both. How much do you think that would change when the... uh Fact that we're having a hard time proving or putting a name behind that he was like their third choice. Do you think that would change things? 
Because right now, a lot of people still believe that Halfley was the first choice with the bullet. That's who they wanted. And mm. I think it's pretty apparent that wasn't the case. So does that change the math? Well, it's kind of the same thing that happened with Barry. He was... Yeah, he was choice number two. Choice number hey, two. Hey, I am happy to pick it outside 1265. Now, I won't do it because I never fulfill any of these things that I say <laughs> I'm supposed to do. Goodness. But hypothetically speaking, I'd be happy to pick it outside of 1265 and say bring Wilkes in. Bring Wilkes in. Not to replace Halfley, but to support Halfley. Collaborate with Halfley, if you will. Having more defensive, good defensive minds in the staff is never a bad thing. I agree. Bring Wilkes in. <laughs> Bring Wilkes in. And Chewie, we'll give you credit for it. Thank since you. Since it was your idea. Thank you. Have since we know very... you're not going to go up there. Have... No. Yeah, you're not going, <laughs> that's for sure. Will the Intouch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. Have a great one, everybody.